0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. Today's another AMA episode, that is, Ask Me Anything. I love to answer your questions. If you have a question you think is going to be of broad interest, send it in. I'll answer it live on the air. Send your questions to victor at victorjm.com. That's victor at victorjm.com. Patrick from Austin, Texas writes, Hello, Victor. Congrats on all of your success. I have followed you for years now. Do you suggest any good masterminds? I currently own 110 single-family homes for rentals. I have them professionally managed, so I only spend 15 minutes a month on my real estate holdings and looking to expand. Well, Patrick, thank you for the kind words, and that's a great question. Masterminds are an amazing way of elevating your life to another level. While the concept of a mastermind has been around for a long time, the greatest modern-day articulation was in the book Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. In that book, Napoleon Hill describes the masterminds of Henry Ford and Andrew Carnegie. I've personally participated in different types of masterminds over the years, and I actively participate in several even today. For example, every Sunday morning at 9 a.m., I have a conference call. That conference call is called an Integrity Mastermind. About four to five of us get on the phone each week and share what we've discovered in the past week about Integrity. Now, when I talk about integrity, I'm not talking about the honesty definition of the word. I'm talking about workability. So for example, if you have a bicycle wheel with broken spokes, then that wheel is said to be lacking in integrity. The wheel isn't bad. The wheel isn't dishonest. It's just lacking integrity. And more importantly, it's possible to restore integrity. So when we look at things that are breaking down in our lives and brainstorm structures, that can be put in place to permanently restore integrity in that area and that's what our weekly mastermind call is all about there are also larger masterminds that are run as a business for example i used to participate in a mastermind that had about 30 members the price of admission was 25 grand a year we would get together on a regular basis the host would bring in various speakers to share their wisdom we had an entrepreneur who had built and sold a business for 800 million dollars we had the ceo of Krispy Kreme donuts come and speak We had a senator from North Carolina come and speak. All kinds of incredible people who we probably would not have been exposed to were it not for the mastermind. My friend Kyle Wilson was Jim Rohn's business partner for 18 years, and Jim Rohn is considered to be the father of the modern-day seminar industry. He mentored Tony Robbins, Zig Ziglar, and countless others who today have established themselves as thought leaders. Kyle has several mastermind groups that he leads across the country. There's one in Dallas, one in L.A., and one in philadelphia these meetings are monthly and they usually take place over one or two full days the thing to remember is that there's no one set way to do this i personally host a monthly mastermind call with george ross george is 92 years old he's got over 60 years of business experience and he just recently retired at age 89. we record the calls and even if a member of the mastermind can't make the live call they can listen to the replay and still get huge value from the conversation with the participants who were on the call. Another way to form a mastermind is to partner with like-minded people towards forming a mastermind. I host a goals retreat in preparation for the upcoming year, I do this every year, and I've encouraged participants from the goals retreat who've spent three intensive days together to work together on their goals to provide an accountability structure for one another throughout the upcoming year. This is usually involved a mastermind that's focused on goal achievement. Here are some of the best practices that, in my experience, make for a successful mastermind. Number one, the members have to commit to absolute confidentiality. If you don't trust that you've got a completely open, non-judgmental environment, it's going to be very difficult to have open, honest conversations. Number two, you need to be very mindful of who's participating in the mastermind. Don't admit new members without the unanimous consent of all the others. And when you do admit someone, you've got to make sure that they agree to all the ground rules. Number three, keep it small, usually under 10 people. And while there are examples of successful masterminds that are larger, they're harder to manage. Unless they're a for-profit model and professionally managed, my recommendation is keep them under 10 people, and I actually find that four to six is ideal. Number four, start each session with a roundtable sharing of wins since the last session. Important to get the energy level up and get things off on a positive footing. Number five, When people commit to be part of the mastermind, they commit to protect that time slot to be a regular participant. If they can't commit to that, they shouldn't be part of the mastermind. And number six, on each call, go around the table and pick one individual who you're gonna do a deep dive with. You might spend 20, 30, 40 minutes with that one individual having the entire group work through that one individual's problems. And you do that on a rotational basis so that on average, about once a month, You yourself will have the whole focus and energy of the team focused on just you. Those are some of the ideas in my experience from running a mastermind. So as you think about that, I want to thank you, Patrick, for an awesome question. Don't necessarily go looking for one. You may want to consider creating a mastermind yourself. Have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. I'll talk to you again tomorrow.